2: Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
6: Welcome to Vegas, a place that is quickly becoming a sports mecca, what with pro hockey already here and the NFL coming in 2020. The city's also looking carefully at adding baseball, basketball, and more. But Las Vegas already was a major league town when it came to boxing, and that is still true. Perhaps the nation's best boxing shrine is here in Vegas. It's called the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame, and today you'll meet Pat Lamparelli, the organization's secretary and spokesman. And of course, you'll also hear from our team of regulars. Your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, explains a recent spat between the Cosmopolitan and rapper Meek Mill. It got national attention for a few days, but as usual, Scott gives details of what really happened. Do you ever want to have the fun of a wine tasting at your home? This week on The Wine World of Eddie O, featuring America's first master sommelier, Eddie Osterlin, Eddie tells you how. Finally, on luxury living Vegas style, Katie Madrano of flipping Vegas explains what repairs have to be made before you list your house. Let's go. Of course you know that boxing and las vegas go together there's no question about it all the great fights if there's one chances are it's in las vegas nevada well appropriately there's a nevada boxing hall of fame which i think is incredible you gotta find out more about it they've got some great events up and with us today is the secretary of nevada boxing hall of fame pat lamparelli now pat uh first of all How do you get into this? How did this even start? I know this is a relatively new uh, Hall of Fame, been on for a few years. What brought it about? Um,
7: Rich Marauder, our founder of the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame, it was his idea. um, We all figured, you know, we don't understand why Nevada, which is, again, the capital of boxing, does not have a Hall of Fame. This was in 2012 so we got together some of the you know the, the head honchos in boxing here in nevada and we put together our hall of fame in 2013 we had our first inductions
6: it's a who's who of uh, great boxers and you have them into a number of different categories obviously the first one and probably i guess the most important really are nevada residents started out with uh, mike tyson mike mckelm and diego corrales uh, is that the place that really attracts the most interest? And also, by the way, it's not just Las Vegas, right? It's the entire state. That is correct, right. We, we,
7: have, uh, we have different categories. Um, we have non-resident fighters that, that we vote for. We have resident fighters and then we have the promoters and the, and the, and the important people in boxing that were not actually in the ring. And we vote on them also every year. So we have about maybe 10, 12, 15 inductions every year, six, seven fighters, and the rest are, uh, again, VIPs of who's who in boxing. Promoters, ex-referees,
6: ex-trainers, you know, things like that. Well, you know, Pat, it seems so important because a lot of people forget about boxing. Boxing was perhaps the premier sport in the earliest... 20th century along with maybe baseball so uh, it's still important and so forth but people forget and we gotta keep that history alive. Always, always. Boxing
7: will never die. Just because UFC came into Las Vegas, they were like saying, oh boxing's gonna die. Boxing will never die. Uh, Hand-to-hand hand-to-hand combat, not feet combat, hand-to-hand combat will never go away. It's been like that since the Gladiators and it's never gonna be, it's never gonna go away.
6: You know, I think it's perhaps the the truest sport there is because there's no equipment, you know, other than gloves, that kind of thing, but otherwise, there's no equipment. It's just mano a mano and you're out there by yourself. And people don't realize what incredible shape you have to be to do a few rounds. Yeah, I'm also a high school tennis
7: coach here in Las Vegas. And uh, mm-hmm. I got some of my high school tennis kids to go in around round because they think they're in such great shape playing tennis. Uh, so I made them go in the, in the ring for like uh, one round. Uh, after one round, they were dead tired. They couldn't understand it because it's totally different. It's a total different uh, physical physical mentality also when it comes to fighting. Uh, you have to be in the best of best shapes to be a fighter, professional boxer, or an amateur.
6: Yeah, and people are using that kind of training now just to get in incredible shape, even if they don't want to get in the ring. And now women boxing has become a thing too, and of course you're covering that. Yes, we are, without a doubt. Uh, women's boxing... Uh,
7: Started getting very popular. Uh, we really didn't want women in, in the ring, you know, for various reasons, of course, but uh, apparently there's a lot of talent when it comes to the females, too, even in boxing. I mean, we have them in other sports, and, uh, you know, they lobbied to get in the ring,
6: and, you know, we allowed it, and uh, it's, it's, been, it's been successful ever since. Well, you got a big event coming up, and we're gonna talk about that in just a few minutes, but I wanna talk about you. You actually were a boxer at one time.
7: Yes, I was. I used to be in the, in the Golden Gloves back in New York City. Um, my dad loved the boxing since I was, I, since I can remember. He used to come home with the KO magazines and the Ring magazines, and I used to follow all the great fighters. And I always said I always want to be one of them, and uh, so I did. I tried it. Um, didn't work out as much for me. Only for the fact is, is that I was, I was, I wasn't mentally into it as much as I should have been. Um, when I came out to Vegas more, when as soon as I came out to Vegas, I was more mentally into it. But I was in my in my late 20s then, and my career was kind of like over and stuff. So I became a trainer, uh, a boxing judge out here, uh, you know, and and I got involved in you know in boxing deep, and that's how I became the secretary of Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. Right here.
6: More with Pat Lamparelli in just a few moments. Time now for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Today, Scott takes on a subject that other commentators tend to shy away from. Weird story I want you to tell me about. A cosmopolitan hotel versus Meek Mill.
8: (laughs) I... (laughs) tell me what weirdness happened over there oh my lord so meek mill apparently is a rapper i got into a lot of trouble for saying i had no idea who that was a popular rapper uh, he goes to cosmopolitan they turn him away uh the reasons for that to have changed over time the cosmopolitan really stepped into a into a minefield because i think they had a past history with this gentleman he has Uh, been known to hang with some nefarious characters. They've had some run-ins with the law. I think the Cosmopolitan turned him away because they didn't want to expose their guests to that potential liability. He turned it into a giant uh, kind of racial issue with accusations of racism involved. Cosmo didn't handle it perfectly. There was an evolution of their story. At first they said um, it had to do with the capacity of the pool, crazy, and eventually they apologized. My uh, insider tip is that the Cosmopolitan is being sold. So I believe that the owners of Cosmopolitan, a company called Blackstone, was very sensitive to the fact that their selling price could change based on public perception. They came out and apologized. I was shocked. They came out and said it was inappropriate for us to do this, and we're sorry. I never anticipated that a major casino would say, I'm sorry for being rude. Ultimately, they said he's welcome back anytime. So, a lot of allegations being it, it blew up the the internet for uh probably two weeks cosmo said we want this done we're just going to apologize and uh there were threats of a lawsuit didn't happen i didn't think they had any basis for it but there were a lot of threats uh i think the image of the cosmopolitan suffered a bit but i don't think they're going to care because i think they're going to sell this thing for three to four billion dollars it's a it is the jewel of the strip. Uh, I have heard that the thing is sold and they're going to announce it. Uh, so I think this will just be water under the bridge, but it was an unfortunate situation. I think one of the ugly aspects of Vegas uh, that nobody talks about except me when I'm intoxicated is that there's a perception that a certain kind of artist, a certain kind of guest, a certain uh, kind of um, uh, influencer, I guess, carries with them a certain crowd, a certain fan base that may or may not be welcome at a casino because there's so many lawyers involved. There's so much liability. Rappers, for whatever reason, there's a negative connotation. And I think these casinos are just very sensitive to that. They, uh, and honestly, a lot of the stuff they talk about at these, because there was a big brawl at the, at the Cosmo. It involved a fighter. Uh, who was who was on one of the boxing cards at one of the events uh, here in town? Forty to fifty people involved in this brawl. They have video evidence of this. So, what does a casino do to prevent the potential of that? Is you just deflect? You say no to people. You say you're not welcome here. Your um, your camp, your entourage, your crew is not welcome. It can look. It can have the appearance of a, of a racial thing, but it can also just be. They have information that we're not privy to related to security, and so they base decisions on that. It's a touchy subject. I'm glad it worked out. That's all I'm going to say. And Cosmo took the heat that time, but it it goes on frequently at Las Vegas casinos where they have to really balance the public perception and the safety of their guests.
6: You can hear Scott Robins' unique look at Vegas every day on VitalVegas.com. More with Pat Lamparelli in just a few moments. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network.
2: The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, where the action is hot and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip and just minutes from the airport. Book online and save at orleanscasino.com. This is How You Vegas.
6: When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see. And there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every
8: week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas, from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case. (laughs)
6: Yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com.
2: And now another film rental discovery.
0: Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. How would you tell the story of your life, and would it differ from the story of those closest to you? That is the question Sarah Polly asks in her documentary "Stories We Tell." Here, Polly interviews family and close friends about her mother, the circumstances around her own birth, and the ripples that stemmed from it. Did her mother have an affair? Is the father she grew up with her biological father? How are her actions perceived differently by those closest to her? What is the truth? And ultimately, does it really matter? This intimate journey into Polly's life exceeds all expectations, and one wonders if stories we tell hasn't far outdistanced its original intent. What starts out as a search for an answer to a single life-defining question turns into an introspective look at storytelling itself and yields an unexpected look at the effects a single piece of information can have on everyone involved. Polly's journey in search of truth about her mother is deeply touching. But the bigger picture, that there is no one true version of a life and there is no one way to tell a story, makes this a truly unique documentary. Stories we tell, not in theaters, discovery through rental. Find us on the web at IndieFilmMinute.com. 911, what
10: is your emergency? My kid shot himself! All right, where's the wound, 911, what's your emergency? Please, help my son, his brother. 911, what is your emergency? 911, uh, please state
2: your emergency. Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. It wasn't
4: locked. It
5: wasn't locked. It wasn't locked. It wasn't locked.
2: Learn how to make your home safer at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and End Family Fire. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Pat Lamparelli,
6: a former amateur boxer and judge and now secretary of the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. Well, of course, you understand this as well as anybody. These people are special. First of all, the athletes themselves, uh, we talked about they're in incredible condition. But this also takes a certain mental capacity to get in there and, and to be able to take a beating, something that people can't even understand, and yet keep going on.
7: Yeah, that is true. It's it's, it's a sport that if you're not in shape, you're going to get hurt. There's no doubt about it. Um, the people that are in boxing are all dedicated people. Uh, no, of course, we never want to see anyone getting hurt, you know, so they all have to train and be in shape. Uh, but it is definitely a mental a mental thing also. Uh, all sports is mental. A lot of it is mental. I, like I tell my tennis players, the same thing. It's 90% mental, 10% talent, which is not true, but I want them to think that, of course. And the same thing with boxing. You know, people, you know other fighters can get in someone's head. If you think you can get in someone's head, you're going to do it. So you've got to be mentally tough, not just as physical tough, but mentally tough
6: and we've seen that i mean that's kind of how muhammad ali was able to certainly that fight with george foreman on paper it looked like foreman was gonna easily win but he got in his head got in
7: his head very badly uh, just the same way he got in Joe Frazier's head, uh, you know. So uh, he was a master at that, of course, Muhammad Ali. And uh, again, if you're mentally tough, that doesn't bother you. It goes over, it goes over your head, and you, you know, you're concentrating on the fight. But yeah, he was one of a kind. That's why he was one, of, and that's why he is, to me, the greatest of ever of of uh, heavyweights or any 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 weight any weight class. Uh,
6: well, it's kind of interesting too. As you look at these names, you realize some of these people, like like George Foreman, for example. When he first started out, he was a rough guy, wasn't particularly the friendliest guy, and somewhere he had a life-changing event, and he's one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. Oh yeah, at the beginning he was he was vicious.
7: I know no one even wanted to even be in the same room as George Foreman. And and the first time he retired, he became a minister. He found God. He changed his whole life around. And next time he was back in the ring, he was was all smiles. This sweet guy. It was like what who's who's this guy? He became bald and. <laughs> But you know what? It turned out good for him, didn't it? Uh, That's the type of guy we wanted anyway. We didn't want the old George Foreman. The new George Foreman is a lot better.
6: Well, I was really happy to see him. We talked about it a few minutes before we even started our conversation on the air. But it's really good to see somebody like Sonny Liston get in, simply because he's gotten... He had so many problems with the law and so forth, but he was a great fighter, and that's what this Hall of Fame is about. Yeah, it has
7: nothing to do with his outside past or anything like that outside the ring. Uh, We vote for their
6: talents inside the ring, and that's all that matters to us. Let's talk a little about the non-boxers in there, because there's a lot of different uh, categories here. So kind of run us through things. I mean, obviously things like trainers and so forth and promoters.
7: We have a a category for trainers, uh, promoters, um, people that were involved in boxing, outside of training and promoting. Like I said earlier, you know we have about five or six of those that are definitely inducted every year, and they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, just because they weren't uh, fighters, You know, great trainers, great promoters, uh, great judges that we've had. They deserve to also be in our Boxing Hall of Fame.
6: Well, Pat, your uh, Hall of Fame, if, you, if anybody questions credibility, because there are some Hall of Fames that are out there in name only, but just look at some of the people. These people all show up and stuff, it's a real honor. Oh, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great honor for them when we
7: give them a call the day after we vote and let them know that they've been chosen to be uh, a, a, a Boxing Hall of Fame in Nevada. Uh, a lot of them are uh, emotional. You know, it's, it's something that they've been dreaming all their life. Yes, of course, there's the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, a lot of the fighters want to do that. But most of the fighters, uh, I would say 90% of them
6: consider Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame the true Boxing Hall of Fame. Well, you know, you talk about Nevada. You came from New York and you came out here. There is something special about Las Vegas, specifically Las Vegas, but even the whole state of Nevada when it comes to boxing, right, that's a little different than any other part of the world.
7: Well, yes, it is. Uh, Again, I've come from New York. I've been in the Golden Gloves. I've seen all fights. Uh, I've been in the ring when you get to las vegas it is totally different Uh, the atmosphere uh just everything about boxing it's 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 you're living boxing out here and that's that's why a lot of fighters come out to fight and and train in las vegas they want to they want to be around you know the aviants of all of, of all the fights you know all the different fighters coming into the gym and seeing them i mean you know that's what
6: fuels all fighters las vegas really is different in that regard there's an excitement in the air for people that aren't even going to go to the fight. It's just you feel it. And does that come, do you think, from the, the city fathers that have really embraced the sport by that, the casinos and the, the uh, municipal leaders and so forth?
7: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, a lot has to do with the atmosphere here in Las Vegas. Just knowing you're, you're stepping into Las Vegas, which is the capital, the boxing capital of the world, just knowing that a lot of fighters, as soon as they come to Las Vegas, they say, you know, Win or lose, my career is complete because I actually fought in Las Vegas. I mean, they consider Las Vegas. That's it, the pinnacle of their careers. And it's true. When they come to Vegas, they know that there's going to be a crowd watching them. It's not going to be some, you know, bar joint, you know, where they're fighting. They know they've made it. Pretty much when
6: you come to Vegas and you're fighting, you made it. You made it in boxing. And when you're sitting in the front row or right in the front where the cameras are, you kind of—that's another way you can say you made it in, in
7: terms of celebrity. Well, exactly. You take a look at that first row, second row of all the people that are watching you fight, and you're looking at, let's say, Sylvester Stallone in the audience and uh, Jay Z and Beyonce. You've made it, and uh, you know you're you're a fighter that they're paying to see you, and that's
6: that's that's the ultimate when it comes to professional fighting in the, in the state of Nevada. You know, you mentioned Sylvester Stallone. I got to ask you. The, the Rocky movies particularly the first one do you think that really captured kind of the world of boxing I mean it was certainly again especially the first one was really a great film yeah
7: what was it 1976 yeah it definitely captured me and I wasn't the only one so yeah yeah, I think the Rocky movie um, really kickstarted a lot of, of generation of boxing you know in the 70s then the 80s then we had 1980s um, when we had the, the top four guys Roberto Duran Sugar Ray Leonard Marvin Hagler all right, Tommy Hearns. Well, you know, that was that was it. And, and right on top of that, you had Mike Tyson, you know, and Van de Holyfield, uh, Lennox Lewis. You know, we, we had great fighters in the 80s. And, uh, you know, yes, you can't have that forever. Just like, uh, you know, again, in tennis, when we had uh, Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi and all the great, you know, they come and go. And we have to start all over again. But, uh, again, boxing will never die. We just
6: have new
7: champions.
6: Absolutely. And, you know, when you talk about boxing also. We can't forget even some of the, the media that covered it. I mean, people like Howard Cosell was so important to the advance of the sport. And, and even before that, you had guys like Russ Hodges, all the great uh, broadcasters. Boxing was always a part of what they did.
7: Uh, speaking about Howard Cosell, he was my idol. I, I, I loved Howard Cosell, not just in boxing, but he was the man when it came to boxing, Muhammad Ali. You can't separate the both of them. But yeah, you know, journalism. You know, in boxing, um, it, it was just pretty much Muhammad Ali and a few other guys, so, and 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 they helped. They they helped make boxing what it is today. They, they,
6: well, and part of it is it's just such a dramatic sport. It kind of speaks to life stories, and a guy like Howard could really bring it out. And I think the "Down Goes Frazier" might be one of the best sports lines in the history of television.
7: <laughs> it's it's got to be one of the greatest gr- greatest lines ever. "Down Goes Frazier." I don't know how many times he said it. But that that lives forever when it comes to boxing. Uh, you know, you know, if you look in the encyclop- Encyclopedia of Boxing, there will be Howard Cosell's face with just that line saying, down goes Frazier. And uh, the same with a few other ones, just like when Ali beat, beat beat Foreman, you know, when they were saying, couldn't believe Foreman went down. Uh, couldn't believe uh, Sonny listen could get hit with a little pepper punch from Muhammad Ali and drop him down when when when, when 10 cops with, with, with batons couldn't get him down when he was in trouble at the time. So, you know... Uh, that's part of boxing.
6: That's part of our history of boxing. More with Pat Lamparelli in just a few moments. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Biz Talk Radio Network. Let's go to Vegas, baby.
3: Let's go tonight. Let's go to Vegas. We'll stay up all night. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Let's get, away. Let's
4: get away.
9: Do you own a real business that makes real money? Not just an idea for a business, but a real revenue-generating business. Then we have what every business needs to run and grow. Cash. Call the Business Cash Advance line, and in just five minutes, you could be well on your way to securing up to $1 million in funding for your business. Use the money however you want. Try new advertising, buy inventory, purchase equipment, or pay taxes and other bills. Call now to secure up to $1 million in less than a week. The process is quick and easy. Call the Business Cash Advance line to speak with an account manager now. Representatives are standing by, so if you need to get up to $1 million in working capital to grow your business, don't wait. Call right now.
2: 800-445-1099. 800-445-1099. Call now. 800-445-1099. That's 800-445-1099. The two tight ends are lined up as tight ends. Back goes Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith,
5: but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! Oh, what a great ball. 19 yards and a Raider touchdown to make it 22-3. Chester had gotten free at the 5 and was all alone in the end zone two yards in.
6: That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there and we have... Every week, different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history. And if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com
3: Sweet strawberry icing. You were strolling along in goodwill. When just past that mid-century side table and denim jacket, you spotted them, nestled in their display case. Miniature donut earrings. Oh, yes! Yes! Your favorite half-breakfast pastry, half-all-day dessert food, made into your favorite form of ear candy. Oh, my. Those bejeweled sprinkles have satisfied some unknown hunger within you. Shh, do you smell that? That's the sugary scent of shopping success. For this is Goodwill. And with every item you buy, you fund local job training and more. So go forth. Bring home those donut earrings. And bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council.
4: First, I hold my hands out like they're on a steering wheel. Then I look over my shoulder. One. Okay,
1: cool guy. Two. Three times. Next. Oh, I put it in reverse. Meep, meep, meep. Then I take it up and down. Up, up, and down. And that, kiddos, is called the
4: forklift. Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Now that's dancing. Sure beats flossing. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
2: Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
6: You are listening to Pat Lamparelli, secretary of the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. Yeah, it is part of the history, and even, you know, Jeffrey Sussman, our good friend, author, just wrote a book about boxing and the mob, and even that's part of it. And as you look at it, you don't see those problems now, but historically, that's a part of the lure of this thing. Uh, years ago with the mob, yeah, of
7: course. But you know that's all gone. Hopefully, you know, you know we never have seen that for quite a while. But they controlled a lot of things, and unfortunately, uh, Sonny was in. You know, Sonny was right in there, involved with them. I don't know how how much he was involved. But like I just mentioned, you know, with that Phantom Punch, uh, I can't imagine anyone. You know, him, Sonny Liston, the great Sonny Liston, going down on a Phantom Punch like that. But it happened. Can we prove anything no we haven't but uh, that's again that's part of the history of our of our sport which is boxing
6: absolutely well as we mentioned in the front it's primarily Las Vegas but actually this is the entire state and earlier in the 20th century wasn't Reno a place where a, a lot of fights t- took place before really Las Vegas even really exploded That's exactly
7: right Reno was the uh, capital of the state of Nevada in the, in the 1920s or, early, or you know, early turn of the century we have uh, we have some fighters that are inducted into the hall of fame that did fight up in reno more than, than of course las vegas was was not the boxing capital until i would say maybe the 80s yeah, that's when it started when everyone started fighting in caesar's palace everybody came to Caesar's when you fought in caesar's palace again you've made it and that's where the top, our top welterweights always fought was Caesars Palace. Then MGM came and came along, you know, and some of these other properties came along. But
6: it was always Caesars Palace was, you know, was the one where we had our great fights. You think the great fights in the future, at least for the, the near future, are going to be like maybe a T-Mobile?
7: Uh, that's where it's looking right now is, you know, only only for the capacity of the seats, of the arena. But, you know, MGM, T-Mobile, um, hopefully Caesars comes back. But they don't have the arena to to, uh, to to have those crowds that are in demand right now when it comes to these mega fights in, in Las Vegas. Well,
6: let's talk about the Hall of Fame itself. So people are going to ask, what's the criteria you're looking for? I mean, it's obviously easy to see why guys like George Foreman and Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard get it, but it's probably more than that. I mean. What, what kind of things do you look for before you guys vote on this, uh, who gets in? Well, you have to be retired, of
7: course, just like any other sport. Uh, you have to be retired. We don't make it a five-year retirement. We make it, we, we make it a two-year retirement. Uh, and we hope they don't come out of retirement, of course, but, you know, it happens. Um that's one of the criterias and another criteria is you don't have to be a champ to get into the Hall of Fame you know we have a lot of different belts you know WBO WBC IBF WBA and not necessarily are these champs actually uh, qualified to be in in, in our Boxing Hall of Fame yes they were great fighters they were champs but that doesn't automatically give you qualification to get into our hall Uh, you have to have a great record you had to have fought of course in the state of Nevada at least three times in our state Um, and the, yeah, you had to present yourself in a in a in a in a gentleman way, you know. Even though we say that, you know, we don't care what happened outside the ring, it does affect our hall, you know, and 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 and, and how we uh, induct our fighters. But again, our criteria is you have to be, you have to be. Um, retired at least two years. You had to afford in Nevada at least three, three, three times. And you had to have a, a, a great record. You had to have, you know, not just a, just a champ. You just had to defend it maybe three, four, five times. You know, everything like that is
6: It, it weighs, weighs, uh, weighs odds when it comes to our voting into our Hall of Fame. And then when it comes to the non-boxers, the media folks and so forth, is that looking for somebody who's had, I mean, obviously, how you mentioned Howard Cosell, something like something like what he does and so forth. But, I mean, are you looking for people that really kind of, not promoted the sport, but was like a credit to the sport, I guess? Exactly. Longevity
7: is, is a big thing for us in the, in the sport of boxing. You know, if, uh, um, charity events, what, you know, certain people have done for the sport of boxing is, you know, weighs heavily on, on us. Um, that, you know, how they, how they uh, handle themselves in, an, you know, outside the ring. Uh, every, there's a lot of factors how we, uh, we vote on non-boxers, you know in different categories. Yeah, of course they had to have success as a trainer, as a promoter. You know, success is is definitely what's considered part of, you know, the Hall of Fame, you know, in voting. And you know, that's what we're looking for. And there has been a lot of people throughout the years that had much success when it came to boxing in the state of Nevada that was never recognized. And these last few years, they've, we've been recognizing these past great, great people in the in 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 sport of boxing outside the ring.
6: And the people that vote for this, obviously, let's, let's kind of introduce the folks to uh, who the people are that run this thing. So on top, you've got Rich Murata, who has a great record as a box you know someone in the media that's followed boxing he's well respected throughout the entire sports media this was kind of his concept wasn't it
7: yes it was in in 2012 uh he just decided you know yes there is an international boxing hall of fame but you know the state of nevada is actually the capital of, of boxing why why don't we have a boxing hall of fame and it was you know it raised everyone's eyebrows of course and that's how it started you know and then who's the people that vote on this? I, I see you've got a... You no, know, we have, uh, if you could take a look at there, we have like 15 people on our committee, but they're not all voters. They Not not everyone votes. We only have about four or five that
6: actually do the
7: voting for the hall.
6: You'll hear more from Pat Lamparelli in just a moment. Time now for Wine World, featuring America's first master sommelier, Eddie Osterlin. As you know, Eddie loves talking about upping your game when it comes to entertaining. So when you talk, Eddie, about comparing wines, at least two
1: there together, is this kind of bringing kind of the fun of wine tasting to the home? Well, yeah. And if you want to have fun tasting wine at home, here's, here's the first tip I'm going to say. Don't just serve one wine because what can you learn about one wine? You can compare it to what you've had in the past, but it's very hard to remember what you had last night versus what you have in front of you. So the fun is done by serving people always, two wines for a side-by-side comparison. You could have, for example, a Pinot Noir from Oregon versus a Pinot Noir from California. And your question to the people is, which one you think is from Oregon? When the people shrug their shoulders, you tell them, let me tell you how to look for it. Oregon is north of California. It's colder. The grapes don't get as ripe and they're more acidic. California is very warm. The grapes are very ripe and they're kind of jammy. You go back and taste those two wines, and the one that's acidic is Oregon, and the one that's jammy and fruity is California. And they do that. It's fun. Then you give them a, two wines. Maybe you say, you like Cabernet? Great. I got uh, two of them in front of you. One's $20 a bottle, one's 28 Which one do you think's 28 Well, they got to think about it. And most people kind of go, well, I, don't, I don't think I would know. And you just go, the length of the aftertaste determines expensive wines. The longer the aftertaste, the better the wine. They go back to taste the two wines. And they, they say, the one on the right here. must be the expensive one and you go correct and they feel good they learn from you how to taste that wine and there's a whole system that the french go into called attack evolution finish and we'll need to discuss that sometime about how do you judge quality in wine but wines come in all different flavors and all different prices and there's something good at each price range i like to look at wine in three distinct sort of levels of quality. Imagine you have a pyramid in front of you, and there are three sections of that pyramid. And I call those three sections the three Bs of wine, meaning beverage, better, and best. So, this is kind of a way I use to filter my friends as far as who gets the good stuff. Because beverage wine is your simple everyday wine, whether it's two or three buck chuck, or seven dollar yellowtail from Australia, inexpensive stuff you can buy at Costco or Trader Joe's, and everybody gets to have a whole bottle themselves, and they get to enjoy the food, and the food could be something like lasagna from Costco, simple party, inexpensive, everybody's pleased. Then we step up from beverage to better wine. What does better wine cost? Well, it probably costs twice as much, at least. You know, we're now into the $15 to $30 range of wines. And they have characteristics about them. They have perfumes that you smell that none of the the everyday beverage wines are even going to think about. Those are just beverage wines you're drinking. But the better wines have more distinction, they go better with food, and it's a step up. And you'll recognize which of your friends recognize the difference between beverage wine and better wine. And then sometimes, and and I'm talking about rare occasions, um, I like to go to the best wines. And the best wines probably are $50 and up a bottle. They cost a lot of money. And there, those wines are the star of the show. You need to tee them up and choose food to play a subordinate role to the wine. So the wine stands on the pedestal and goes, da-da-da-da. You want to serve that first and i often i like to use chicken when i serve with those wines because chicken chicken's like a q-tip with some attitude it's not going to threaten your wine it's not going to interfere with any of the flavors um, it's standing in the background it's a sponge it absorbs the alcohol so now the wine is more important in the case of the, the best wines the wine is more important than the food we're down here at the bottom in the beverage wines You know, nobody's competing with anybody. You you know, people are drinking a wine probably for an alcoholic lift, you know, whereas the wine on the top of the pyramid, people are drinking it because, wow, thank you, Steve, for opening this bottle. I never had anything like this in my life. Thank you very much for doing that.
6: Eddie O. will be back next week with more tips on power entertaining and more ways to enjoy the wonderful world of wine. More with Pat Lamparelli of the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame in just a few moments. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network.
2: The Orleans Hotel and Casino, over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, where the action is hot and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip and just minutes from the airport. Book online and save at orleanscasino.com. This is
4: How You Vegas. Times are changing, the circus of politics, healthcare's low standards and high prices, and let's not forget food quality. What to do? Arm yourself with life change tea at GetTheTea.com. In a world of chemical imbalance and poor air and water quality, it's time you make a move. Log on to GetTheTea.com and stock up on organic non-GMO supplements. Don't forget the tea, GetTheTea.com. Cleansing your body never felt so good. And we have a brand new tea called Take Down Tea, which helps support healthy glucose. All natural body support so you can be at your best, naturally. All you have to do is log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. We're not a fad that comes and goes. We are the real deal. Join us and armor up. GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Changing America's health one teabag at a time.
6: When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see. And there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every
8: week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case. (laughs)
6: Yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com
2: And now, another film rental discovery.
0: Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Back in 2005, Hustle & Flow hit the Sundance Film Festival and exploded into that year's must-see film in the mountains of Utah. However, the story unfolds a million miles away from that idle setting in the tough inner city of Memphis, Tennessee. But this is no shallow ghetto story. Yes, its central character is a pimp, but from the opening frame, we know that DJ, played with depth and nuance by Terence Howard, has an intellectual core. We can't help but believe that born in a different environment, he would have found success in any number of respectable fields. But in his real world, he must choose from the avenues available to him. And he must dream the impossible dream a ticket out through his art. Fortunately, DJ has the magic to inspire a disparate group of friends to join in pursuing his dream to create a rap anthem. Will DJ with a bunch of whores singing back up, a quirky white boy with recording skills, and a church-going family man ultimately succeed? Hustle and Flow is a gripping film about the American dream. Full of complexity and a richness of vision that will burn its story and its song into that special corner where we hold the films we love. Hustle and Flow. Not in theaters. Discovery through Rental.
3: Good morning, Uglyville.
2: Every ugly doll is unique. I'm Moxie. Bobo. Wait. Those close to me call me Slick Doll.
3: Which is not his name.
2: And every child is, too.
4: They can be pretty lovable.
2: That's why when you travel, you should make sure your child is in the right seat for their age and size.
4: That sounds pretty great to me.
2: Keep them safe by visiting NHTSA.gov the right seat.
4: Isn't
9: that right, gibberish cat?
2: Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Eight six 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 five seven eight five one seven. That's eight six 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 five seven eight five one seven. Now let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Pat Lamparelli
6: of the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. How important is cable TV? Because, you know, in the 50s, a lot of people watched boxing because they didn't have a lot of programming. Boxing was perfect. It was easy to, uh, you know, televise in those early days of TV. And it kind of goes away. We only have the, the big three networks, and, you know, once in a while you get a special fight. But now with things like Showtime and HBO, that has to be a lift as well. It is a lift. It's 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 great that they show a lot of fights. They're also
7: showing fights on local local stations where you don't have to pay for it now, which is great, you know. And that's going to help. You know, that's going to help attract a lot of new fans in boxing. Uh, really don't like that you have to pay for these pay per views, which is costs eighty nine dollars, seventy nine dollars. You know, that's a lot of money to watch a fight, especially if the guy gets knocked out in the first round or something. You know. But you know that's boxing. That's you know that's nothing you could do about that. But I would prefer that HBO and Showtime, they 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 wouldn't charge. I mean that would be great. Uh, we, we we would get a lot more fans, you know, than than charge. Now they stream, which is great. You know that's that's good too. Uh, but you know I would hope that they had more local fights to get attract more local new fans in boxing.
6: Well, getting back to the big weekend. First of all, a weekend. So it's more than just a. A two hour televised uh, award show. Talk about what people could if they come down to this, what are they gonna do for two days? Oh my God, this is it's just not a one-night thing.
7: This is uh, this is a three day attraction that we have here. Uh, a lot of our inductees will get down here on a Thursday. Uh, we have the VIP treatment with them already. We have the the limo, uh, limo taking them straight to the hotel. Uh, we have a little dinner for them on a Thursday night. Friday night, we have this big event. Uh, where we have a meet-and-greet. We have uh, this huge uh, catering buffet at, at the Red Rock we'll have on Friday night, and everyone's coming in, seeing each other. Like I said, it's one big family. And uh, Saturday night is when we have the uh, the formal dinner
6: and the inductions. And you can actually go to it, and Pat's going to tell you how. Pat, how can people get them? They can, they can be a part of this. Yes, this is,
7: uh, if you're a boxing fan... Even if you just like boxing and don't love boxing, you will love boxing after this night. Uh, it's 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 amazing. Your head will be spinning when you see all the fighters that are coming down and and these great fighters. Uh, you could get their autographs. You could take pictures with them. Uh, you know they're all accessible. You know they're they're all there. They're all there to, to please the fans, and, and we make sure of that. Uh, so. Yeah, you could get tickets. You can get a whole table of 10. You could buy one ticket, two tickets, whatever you want. You just go to our, our website, which is Nevada Boxing Hall of just, uh Just go where it says buy tickets for our gala and just go ahead and purchase
6: your tickets. I can't wait. I think it's a it's a uh, boxing kind of a fantasy camp. It's something uh, once in a lifetime type of event. Well, actually, we do this every year here in Nevada. But if you can get out and see it, it'll be great. And one more thing, you've got coming up. Uh, I know you're in the process of building, like a regular exhibit. Uh, talk a little about what people can expect to see when, and when you kind of expect that to be permanent.
7: Yes. Well, we're we're now we did have a contract with Caesar's Palace that is now gone. So we're at Red Rock Red Rock Casino, which is a fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic casino property. They have done so much for us, Uh, you know, make us, you know, make us welcome, which is is great. Uh, We, we, uh, in in the future, we would like to get a museum. We would like a property where we could just, you know, maybe 10,000 square foot somewhere where we could display all of our our great uh, past memorabilia, you know, that the fighters donate uh we are excited to announce that we do have a location it's an exhibit it's a temporary location it's at the boulevard mall it's a huge facility area there so if anybody is in las vegas and are great boxing fans just like you can just like anywhere else you can come down to the boulevard mall go into our exhibit and take a look at all of our inductions and all our fighters and their history of
6: boxing that's a lot of fun too so make it a checklist on your next visit to las vegas finally uh, if, if you live here or if you don't, but you just love this type of thing I want to be a regular and so forth, uh, you can become a sponsor. There's all sorts of things. Talk about the way, Pat, if you would, people can get involved if they want to.
7: Sure. If you do want to get involved uh, with our hall, you could. there's different levels of sponsorship that you can get involved in, um, all the way up to us uh, naming a, uh, an award you know fighter of the year this is you know this is sponsored by so-and-so fighter of the year and you know different things like that we have that so uh, we could have uh, a sponsorship where you're just in, in our program, you know, you know, you know, with a little uh, blurb about your business, or like I said, you can get involved. It just depends. But we have different sponsorship levels. Uh, every 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 one of our sponsors who gets involved in our boxing uh, is is delighted, wants to do even more. You know, when they see you know exactly how we run how how we run our. Our organization. Uh, they do want to get involved more. They do want to help us with sponsorship. We do have a lot of sponsors, uh, but we're always looking for more. Definitely looking for more sponsors. And we can find that on the website,
6: right? How to do that.
7: Yeah. Or you can go to the LinkedIn. We can go to a LinkedIn account, uh, Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame, a LinkedIn account, and uh, just pull that up and just find out how, you, how you, you, know, you want it. It just depends on how you want to get involved. We have levels for everyone,
6: everyone that wants to get involved. Well, Pat, can't wait to... Uh... See, be there on August 9th and 10th, and we'll check back with you again. Thanks for joining us. It was my pleasure, Steve. Thank you. I hope to see you there. When you talk about the good old days in Las Vegas, Nevada, you're talking about when hotel rates were really reasonable and your money went a long way. You can have that now at the Orleans Hotel, and it's a great place for families. You know, they've got a movie theater, bowling alleys, An arcade, great pool, all that plus lower resort fees than most and free parking, almost unheard of these days. Find out more and make a reservation. Go to OrleansCasino.com. That's OrleansCasino.com. Time now for luxury living Vegas style with Gady Medrano, star of Flipping Vegas, seen on the DIY network. Check your local listings. Today, Gady looks at preparation for selling a house. I know there are some people that, well, I'm going to sell my house. I have to fix everything. And that isn't always the case, right? It's
10: certain things. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. And you know what? Oftentimes... People try to fix things before they talk to a realtor. Absolutely that's the wrong move. Get expert advice because you're gonna spend and this happens all the time. i mean, these are very common mistakes. They'll spend 15 grand on something and one, they could have done it if they would have talked to a realtor because we know everybody that does all that, so especially me. We'll do flips and hey, I can get you contractors, I'll get you everything you need, and also do it for half the price and also do it correctly. They spent 15 grand on a bathroom and it freaking looks worse. You know, they made it too specific. And not only are they out 15 grand, but they're not getting that money back so talking to a realtor prior to that just to get it by hey i'm gonna i'm not gonna sell right now tom i'm gonna sell in six months what can i do between now and then and then just have them point that out and then you're not going to get any any realtor that's going to be pressing they know you're not selling in six, until six months you just want some advice trust me you'll get a lot of expert advice for free
6: you can find out more about Gady at gaty spelled g-a-d-y thanks for listening next week you'll meet a fascinating guy with a long vegas history andy martello Have a great weekend. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps.
2: The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, where the action is hot and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip and just minutes from the airport. Book online and save at orleanscasino.com. This is How You Vegas.